Milkshake IPA Pilsner's for Saturday. Anyone but Chester. Podcast built on spite. Talking beers we like. Anyone but Chester. Tune in to see where on the yummy scale it will be. Anyone but Chester. Bottoms up, because it's anyone but Chester. My name is Matthew Smith, and my co-host this week and every week is Owen Frost. Owen, hello, sir. Hello, Matthew. Yet another interesting intro to this new season of anyone mm. but Chester. I enjoyed it, yeah. though. I, yeah. It's quite in, yeah, not knowing gonna what you're going to say. I'm going to keep throwing darts at the wall, and hopefully one of them will be like, yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> that's the one. That's yeah. the one. I, I went against the knock-knock joke today. I do have a few, I, but I thought I'd best not. Oh, I need to hear more. Go on, give oh, us yeah. one more. Go on. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. Ooh. That is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you laugh. Oh, oh, honestly, one of my best jokes. Right. Um, should mention as well that my co-host this week as well is, well, he's walked out of the corner and he's demanded his own space own seat at the table and we feel like I feel like he's merited it to be honest I don't know about you Owen he, he's merited it this time I mean he threw an absolute strop he refused to mm. he said if, if we didn't get him on this time that was it he was done his so. agent was scrupulous during the uh, contract negotiations I don't know if that was just him or Cameron just whispering in his ear but ladies and gentlemen another co-host for this evening Cameron Tate Cameron Tate aka Cammy. Okay, Cammy's corner. Good evening and hello, sir. Hello, guys. Lovely to be back. Well, it's lovely, it's lovely to, have, to you. have you back. Lovely mm. to have you back. I didn't think Matt was actually going to let you speak then. I thought he was just going to keep reeling out names for you. Yeah, I was kind of, I was really intrigued, Matt, about how many kind of variations on my name you were going to have. But I can I'm keep going. Settled on. I can keep going if you want. Sea Dog, Sea Bear, Sea Money. Now you're just making Cammy this go see any, any animal. <laughs> I didn't realise we were paying him that much that he could afford an agent. I need to sort of, we need to renegotiate this contract because I didn't know that was a thing. You're still on a pay as you play sort of situation for now. See how it As you should be. (laughs) Uh, Cammy, how have you been? How have you been? I've been very well, thanks. Yes. Slightly nervous to come back though, um, because the first one seemed to be received quite well with the two of you, which is great, but... Much like a Chelsea manager, you should never go back, and that didn't work out for Frank Lampard. So I'm sorry, dubious how this will go. But. R.I.P. Frank. Yeah, brief message yeah. there for him. If he's yeah. listening, I, I know he is. He's a big fan of the podcast. We're with you. And uh, bloody Thomas Tuchel. I mean, we shouldn't I, go into yeah. this. This is the talk. I mean, sport, I, but... yeah, but I mean, I've slight slight vindication on my part with the whole mm. Frank Lampard thing. But yeah, I mean, uh, called it. At the beginning, well, near the beginning of the season, he put in the um, group chat that Frank Lampard was going to get sacked this season. And uh, he's been, I don't know if you favorited that because he put it up so quickly to respond where you were just like, vindication, knowing you, knowing you was right. 
No comment. Absolutely. A poor no friend who's a Chelsea fan, although it's a hard time for him enough. He had him whispering in his ear. But uh Yeah, he had to take a personal day. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving moving on from uh moving on from that. I think uh I think as people might have clocked on, we're doing something a little bit different this episode. This week we are going to do hopefully we'll have this out around Valentine's Day. We're gonna do, we're gonna make our own Valentine's Day bar. This was something that was set for all of us to come up as a bar kind of and do what we did at Christmas. But Cammy and Matt kind of flunked out on the work. So basically what this is going to be is me and Matthew can shake his head and look really upset at me saying this. But it's going to be me telling Cammy and Matt about the bar that I created and then basically tearing it apart and saying, oh, it could be better this way or that way. It's going to get no praise whatsoever. But that's what today's episode was going to be. Um and that that's kind of it, really. But nice to see you pulling your own weight, Matt, for once. Look at you. You did one bit of homework. Set yourself out. But I'll tell you what, instead of just, like, I don't know, 45 minutes of us just diminishing your self-esteem, we'll do it like a two stars and a wish system where we'll praise you and then we'll tell you something that's shit. <laughs> Love it. Love that it. sounds yeah. good to me. I like that. Yeah, that sounds good right. to me. No, yeah. So as Frost said, we're going to... Um, we're going to test the waters on a nice little Valentine's Day bar for all, for all the lovers out there. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard your uh, your bar yet, so but it, it might not be. When I told Becky about the bar idea, she just looked at me and shook her head at one point. I can't do that. <laughs> there shouldn't be any go... sex swings in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so I had to I had to sort of rearrange or um, replan it, I should say. So, but. No, looking forward to it. As you say, I don't think they have a... Because when I was doing it, I don't know about you guys, I don't really know of a Valentine's Day bar, so it's quite hard to do. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, you can't get a Valentine's Day themed bar. You can sort of theme up a bar for Valentine's Day, but there's never really, I don't know, sort of a niche market for no, one bar yeah. that opens up one day of the year for lovers. Tammy, are you a fan of Valentine's Day? I am. I am. I have to say, though, I do kind of worry if uh, if you are listening to this on Valentine's Day, then it's probably not going too well for you. <laughs> what do you mean? Get a bottle of wine in, mm. put the candles on, put an episode of anyone good Chester. So this is once known hey, as the I've podcast got... for lovers. Yeah. yeah. Aphrodisiac. Marks and Spencer's, what is it? Meal for two for a tenner. Hey, listen to this. Chuck on these sweet dulcet tones of these three. Exactly. I don't know what more people could want. But um, so that's coming in the second half of this podcast. On the first part, we have kind of just gone for a happy coincidence. One brewery um, is pretty accessible in Brewdog, um, but they're strong boys, aren't they, tonight? Uh, yeah, big, yeah, big hitters today. We've got yeah. Yeah, heavyweights, big heavyweights. We've got yeah, Tyson, what, what? Tyson and Anthony. Tyson, it is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the guy that's watched boxing once. Yep. Yep. Tyson and that They're about to fight Anthony. soon, right? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, we've got a, what we've got, we've got a double, double IPA and it's a triple IPA, isn't it? We've got to. Mm. Yeah. Big hitters in the IPA family, yeah. So, should we get, should we get cracking and. Yeah, because I do think by the time we get to the Valentine's Day bar bit, we all might be swaying a little bit. So if this, if the second part of this podcast is a bit incoherent, you know why after you hear us taste these beers. So, also, uh, I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm also drinking in a side to these beers. 
So these yeah. are sort of like my mains, but I'm having more alcohol for like dessert. Yeah, yeah, sense. exactly. I've, yeah. I've already loaded the fridge up for beers after. Yeah. Sweet, so, sweet. Yeah. All right, cool. Cammy, Cammy looks so worried. <laughs> He's going to be I, carrying this podcast when, on his when shoulders. He, when he did this the first time, we were quite respectable. We had our mm. podcast beers. That was it. He's come back and we're full-blown alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Just inform everyone, this has been filmed on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Every awesome, day is right. a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, let's get into get it. get cracking. Right, so beer number one is Triple Hazy by Brewdog. Very excited about this beer. This isn't a new beer to me. I mean, Owen knows this. Massive fan of the Hazy Janes. This has just amplified it to an inch of its life. Um, very accessible in most supermarkets. Won't name names. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> normally go from about £3 to £4 a can. I think I got it in mine in Tesco for £3. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, any of you guys. No, three pounds. Yeah. Three pounds. I got right. It was four quid for me. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. You got the upscale one. Yeah. <laughs> he's, in the posh, of he's in the posh part of town. Yeah. town yeah. More inside Tesco's pricey. It's all served with pinkies up. <laughs> yeah. So it's a 440 milliliter can and it's a big hitter. It's a 9.5 percenter. This is huge. Big, heavyweight one. So. I've cracked it open. Obviously, you know, triple hazy, you're expecting this to be super hazy. I already know what it looks like. It looks fantastic. Um, Have you guys given it the cami chin? I've given it the cami chin. Mm. Um, So you're getting everything. uh, I think if people know Hazy Jane, it's kind of that stone fruit, fruitiness, tropical stuff coming through. But maybe it's just me. And again, it's like anything. I can see that it's 9.5%. And I am almost convincing myself I can smell that this is a strong, like, you can smell the alcohol on it. I don't know about you, Cammy, mm. the expert among us. Yeah, I think it's incredibly, you get a huge aroma on this beer. Um, I think in the taste, actually, it does, it. it's deceptively, it's, the alcohol is there, so it's not done, mm. not disguising it as well as some New England's, so it definitely, it hits you, but then it kind of mellows out, I feel. So I think it's more up front with the original Hazy Dane and, and Double Hazy, I think the boozy hit's not there. So I think the triple like is really dialed up, as Matt said, on the boozy hit right, right at the front, but then it mellows out quite nice. Just taking a sip there, that is so strong. I mean, I've been drinking mm. some session beer before we got on here on this. Oh, and yeah, that is just difference. like a different yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a different level. No, yeah, it's, about, a, yeah, yeah it's a big different from the uh three percenters you probably three, four percenters you're probably on right now. But as Cammy just sort of brushed upon, yeah. So this hey triple hazy for anyone who hasn't had it is a New England IPA. Um, I mean you can correct me and add on anything you want from this, Cammy. From what I know, New England IPA is kind of like an American IPA that's sort of really dry hopped to achieve a hazy appearance and quite a full body. And that's kind of everything that I know about New England IPA. <laughs> so if you have anything else to add, uh, please. I know it's for to add quite a tropical smell. And obviously when I gave it the old cami chin, I got a lot of mango from what I smell anyway. Yeah, well also as well, what's really interesting for everyone listening as well is, uh, as you two all know, especially with hazy beers, for years it was kind of, having a hazy beer was kind of considered to be off. Mm. Um, but now it's pretty much every beer that probably a lot of the beers that we've showcased so far on the show have traditionally not been really clear hardly apart from a few lagers and pilsners it's mostly been pale ales so actually 
Just to kind of briefly go into how haze appearance uh, forms in a beer. So um, polyphenols uh, from the hops combine with the protein in the beer, and they form this haze. So this happens, as Matt quite rightly said, when large quantities of hops are used in dry hopping, which in par is a course of plenty in craft beer currently in 2021. That's actually how you get your haze in these styles. Is it? Yeah, because... I never really knew. I'm just like, oh, they've not, they've not filtered it enough for stuff like that. I didn't realize, but I, I don't know. But you're so right. I remember, I think it was one of our friends, we were on a call recently and we were talking about beer and stuff. And he said a couple of years ago, if you got half the beers that you got today, you'd send it back and you'd say, this yeah. is off. Yeah. This doesn't, this doesn't look right. And today now, if I see something that's clear, I'm not saying that it's not going to be tasty, but I look at something that's hazy and I think oh, I'm going to get more flavours. I'm personally going to enjoy that more. So it's such a, such a difference to what it was a few years ago. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I also think as well, guys, something that's really fascinating is like when, we, when I picked them up in Tesco this morning, I still have to sometimes stand there and go, okay, it's never going to be like the pinnacle of craft beer but i have to admit if you just fast forward like 10 years from where we were when you first went down a supermarket aisle to now what you can get it's pretty it's pretty impressive if you're if I think we've discussed this several times before but by god if you just think about what you can actually pick up now for a friday evening drinking or whatnot you've got such a variety of choice nice. and i think for for people that don't have independent bottle shops close by and everything, I think it's really positive that it's giving people a chance to just try good beer. And while some people will, we know people will do, they, they argue against supermarkets having beer and everything, and it says it diminishes it, and there's lots of talk in beer forums in the beer community. But from my point of view, I don't think it's a bad thing to at least have more open access to good beer. You know, yeah. I think that's quite a, quite a good thing, or a, certainly a level that was above what was ever there before. Yeah, I've hundred percent. I'll just about to agree with you there. I was about to say the same thing, but there's just no point. <laughs> um, wow, to the words out of my mouth. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Um, I mean, this is nowhere near intellectual as as you've just eloquently put it, Cammy. But my only like input for this segment is is that I come up with a new sort of um, slogan for for these hazy beers now it's called the haze craze and i kind of want to make it a beer called the haze craze um i've got the craze for the haze is what i'll call it so yeah <laughs> i'm done <laughs> oh so god trademark well, that when i yeah. when i leave but okay so shall we play can we've got a new segment in for this season it's called, yeah. yeah, it was, does it do what it says on the tin? Obviously, I'm going to sing the theme tune. There's a nice snazzy theme tune that comes with it. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to say, what, well, there's nothing really that it says on Brewdog tin. So I've got a nice description from the Brewdog website. Same thing. A bit of Chinese as well, if you can read that. Uh, nice yeah, thing. I'm still not fluent. I'm still <laughs> in early stages. So I'll, I'll read it off the, uh, the website. So let's play the jingle. And then I'll say the description you guys see if it fits or not you ready yeah let's do it does it do what it says on the tin we're gonna read the tin and judge it and he's loving it pretty sure he's choking to death <laughs> that is the first time cammy's heard that by the way yeah, so yeah first time <laughs> hope we impressed you there. i've been i genuinely wasn't i wasn't expecting that it was a thing of beauty by the way 
getting emotional here, actually, Matt. <laughs> I, I would release quite... it as a charity single. <laughs> yeah. It was like a Red Nose Day sort of style single. Lady Henry's quite... just like on the song with you. Yeah. Mm. That was incredible. Thank you. I feel like it'll only get better as the... Uh... I think so. I might so get a backing. On, Maybe I can get Jamie Argo involved. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Our feud's got to end somehow. Okay, ready? I'm going to read out... Um, what the description is, and then sing a short snippet again of the uh, theme song. So are we ready? Mm-hmm. Right. Triple Hazy Jane is a wash with a melee of soft, ripe fruit flavours spanning from peach to mango to apricot. Beneath the onslaught of juicy hops is a low background bitterness that's complemented by flashes of light resin and glimmering hints of pine, all culminating in a 9.5% chorus that's both full-bodied and super smooth. So I will ask you again, gents. Does it do what it says on the tin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. Yes. There we go. Round it up go. and go home. Pack your bags. <laughs> I think it, I think it does, Matt. And I think it hits all those notes. The stone fruit flavors that we've seen in a lot of beers in the first episode we recorded together. The likes of Steady Rolling Man and everything. Those stone fruits, mangoes, guava, papaya, mm. all that stuff. It's all present in this. Um, mm. Certainly, though, with a much more lingering booze hit being a 9.5 triple IPA. Yeah. For me, yeah. I mean, something, I mean, I'm a big advocate for the, the Hazy Janes and the Triple Hazes. For me, for a 9.5% sir, it's not as bitter as other really strong, well, really, with a lot of beers that have strong alcohol content. For me. And that's saying something because I'm not maybe that's because I'm such a, um, why I'm such a fan of this is it's not that doesn't taste that bitter, but yeah I don't know I mean you're a big fan of the business yeah yeah I think I think you should say I think what they say it does do what it says on the tin because it is smooth I think you have mm. got that bitterness there but I think my I'm not left with a bitter taste really I think it's what Cami said it's more you get that it's not overpowering but you've got a little bit of alcohol you can taste that alcohol yeah. in the beer is left at the end. Um, but I think where I made my sort of, I messed up on the first sip we had was I just took such a big mouthful and it overpowered me a little bit with the <laughs> alcohol. But if you just start drinking it, sipping yeah. it, I think how this beer should be, it is really soft, smooth. And I think the alcohol is strong and present. And as Cammy says, you can tell it's there, but it's not, it doesn't, you still get all those flavors come through really, really well. Yeah, it hits you quite quickly for me so if i drink it i'm like feeling it sort of in my yeah. brain about yeah, five yeah. minutes later <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah. i'm over my weak weak tolerance but yeah i also as well get a, a slight hot burn from that beer mm. is that a th- is that an actual thing a hot burn it's a, a lot of people argue matt that it's kind of this idea about like an unfinished hop or like it's this constant thing that you see nowadays especially with a lot of like double IPAs and, and dippers I think a lot of the time it's that thing where they'll kind of say we're releasing this but you know this will be at its peak condition in three weeks time but there's so many different things because personally I, I kind of feel if you're putting a beer out to market and this is just my opinion it should be ready to drink then and there mm. you know I understand that you know oh you know let it sit for three weeks keep it in your fridge you know bring it right down to temperature um, but you can actually find that you might have a beer. So, for example, I don't know if you two got to try, but Putty that Verdant do. I know um, Owen certainly is a big Verdant fan. Verdant are exceptionally good at making double IPAs, pale ales, and IPAs. Um, but Putty every year comes round, it's a big deal. 
But I remember getting putty last year. I didn't get my hands on it this year, uh, this time round. But I remember I got one, I tried it at week one, and it was, the best way to describe it, really raw. It's quite raw and it had a lot of hot burn for me. And then mm. three weeks later, I did try it and it had mellowed out completely. Um, and I just found that really fascinating that the beer had actually developed over time. I kind of feel like a lot of people, they get the beer, you want to drink it there and then, yeah. you know, this idea of fresh is best. But, um, it's a bit like yeah, a wine. About, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you could argue that, Matt, for sure. But certainly it was just odd to me that there is these beers that, you know, after a certain amount of time, they begin to kind of find their real sweet spot. Mm. I guess that argument is, it'd be quite, from my point of view, I think if you get a beer on the shelf, out the fridge, it should be ready to go. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. people don't buy beers for sort of three weeks in advance. Quite, uh, just a quick question. So was it nicer a couple of weeks later or was it just that it didn't burn as much? No, it was, it was, for my money, it was a better beer three weeks later. Does sound like a big cock up from the PR department. They've <laughs> just gone, we'll just say it's like a maturing beer. And that's a new thing. Hipsters all love it. Yeah. Oh, as a hipster, you would love it. You would it, be. Yeah, yeah. Crates of it in your fridge. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, guys, is you get it. As beloved Stout and Porter fans as you both are. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that people do. They will buy these beers, and especially if they're bottled, you know bottle conditioned and they'll keep them in storage for several years and you know they'll do like well this was out of date a year ago but I've kept this for 10 years and you know people do that it's really fascinating what they'll do with barrel aged or double imperial stouts and um, everything if you keep them sell them for years and how it someone offers me a 10 year old beer I'd throw it at wall I think <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you trying to do but going back to the triple A's um, I like to ask this question because it makes me feel like I've, I'm sort of doing something. But Cammy and Matt, this beer, where do you see yourself drinking it? And what would you ideally eat it with? Where where would you drink this and what would you eat it with? That's what I'm trying to say. So for me, I think I would have that in the height of summer. And that would be sort of a, a final beer of the evening. So I would have had maybe several lagers sitting in the sun. You know, the sun's sort of coming down i'm thinking time to head home uh, time, so let's have a, time, time to knock myself out time to like, <laughs> time this is sleep <laughs> you say time to sort of head home yeah. you have this and then this is when you kind of wake up at four in the morning in the casino in you get like How the fuck <laughs> did I get all on red what, sir? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and i yeah. i think as a i think as a food uh i think something like a good good pot of chili, by the way, with that. I think it cuts through, and I think it would yes. go really well. Something stodgy, because I think good stodgy food needs to go with a big stonker of a beer like this. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you need some carbohydrates. Yeah, there. now you've said chili. That's really, yeah. yeah. Matt, what about yourself? Yeah, I would, I mean, I'm a big advocate for this. I'd have it almost any day of the week. Not that I'm an alcoholic, problem. apparently. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's good. I imagine it's good for when you're just about to start like a family Zoom quiz with family members you don't like, and um, yeah. really takes really numbs the edge off. Um, Matt's actually referring for... to a real life incident. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And <laughs> where's the fucking triple hazy? Shout! <laughs> where's the Jam triple? Up. I need them. Stat. <laughs> Give me four the of them. But no, yes. <laughs> that's the only round I'm good at, to be fair. Um, no, this, this is, I mean, this hazy beer is always sort of summertime. 
summertime vibes. And yeah. but I will drink this anytime. I can only probably have about two, and then I'm absolutely floored. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a it's a strong one, but it's definitely one I'm a big advocate for, and I definitely recommend. Food yeah. parents, I definitely back Cami up saying you know chili. I also had fajitas as well because oh, I've had them with yeah. fajitas, and they are yes. absolutely banging. Yeah, yeah, fajitas would be good. Yeah. Right, the all important question then: um, Where on the yummy scale you chucking it, boys? I'm going to dive in, probably very controversially for you two, but I am going to go Yavri. That's not that controversial, mate. I, I'm, I think I'd back you there with the average. It's just because Owen and Matt, and I think Owen might say the same thing, Matt, but there's a ton of damn fine triple New England IPAs that are unbelievable. And I think, unfortunately, when you've kind of climbed Mount Everest and seen what's out there, this is a very good entry-level triple hazy IPA but for me it's nowhere near the standard that's out there today everything Gammy said I, I kind of agree with Matt what's your where are you going to give this then because I can't add any more to what Gammy said <laughs> if anyone yeah. can see the video it's just him staring into the corner <laughs> sorry I was um I was just thinking if I could create a new podcast just by myself um oh, is that Chester on speed dial <laughs> yeah I wonder if Chester's still available um, <laughs> Yeah, you know my stance on this. You know my uh, sort of area. I've climbed Mount Everest, and this was at the top. It was on a flag, and it was fucking delicious. I'm giving it an extreme yummy. It was. So you're going. You know, you're going top end. Top end. This uh, is ca- the Cadillac of, of beer. No, and I give you. Talk- I give you reasons why. A, you know, anyone who likes a hazy Jane, this is just this on steroids. And it's bloody lovely for a 9.5 percenter. I challenge you to find many other 9.5 percenters out there that taste this nice going down. I would also say that it is extremely accessible now. And I'm going to speak to the Jamie Argos of the world is extremely accessible to go out and get this sort of sort of lovely, extremely alcoholic, hazy beer. And I don't think you can get that with, you know, obviously there are nicer beers out there. I'm not saying that, but. For me, for accessibility, price, and it okay. tastes, it's in that so, bracket. So, okay, no, so so you've got you've got the triple hazy against I don't know that polys that we tried the other day. You've got the polys, you've got um, the burnt meal. Yeah, You're but I, I gave them this. I gave them in the same bracket. Uh, they're not. They're different leagues, though. I'm sorry, Cammy. We're going to disagree, and this might get a bit but ugly. We, we, so I'm we speak. Cut. Yeah, but we speak in different terms of the yummy scale, and I can't believe I've said that again. And I'm a 28 year old man, right? Um, <laughs> we speak in different leagues, so you base it on everything, whereas I base it on the actual genre of type of beer. So in my style. Because I've had this before and I will go out and buy it again. You speak about being it yummy, being extremely yummy, as things you go out and buy all the time and would go out and buy again. I would definitely go out and buy this again because I do. Because it's accessible and it's delicious. I think we should just move on to the next beer because I'm <laughs> furious. So. Right. Okay, so shall we Shall we begin beer number two? Let's be. Uh, let's, yeah, let's begin beer number, number two. Yeah, let's begin beer number two. All right. So beer number two this evening for everybody is going to be Mr. President, which is a double IPA by BrewDog. I mean, that was wonderfully done. Nailed wonderfully it. Yeah, done. Better than any of us would have done. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> yeah. about this one. Come on in, Matthew. You're doing the cami chin. 
you're getting that involved. What are you getting from this beer? Tell us what you see. Paint us a word picture. Very eloquently put, Mr. Frost. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a double IPA, or an American double IPA, which is, you know, a typical American IPA has an alcohol content of around 5 to 8%. This one is a 9.2%. You know, it's got obviously supposed to have that distinct fruity sort of hoppiness about it. It's very dark, very dark. I wasn't expecting it to be that. Once again, I was expecting it to be a lager. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a 330 milliliter bottle. I think I got mine for £2.10 in Tesco. Uh, very accessible, again. Although, you know, it's the first time I've ever seen it. I don't know if just because we bought it or... But I swear I look at the Brewdog section almost every time I go into the shop and I never see this one. Yeah, I don't know I if it's a new one from the supermarkets. Yeah, I only uh, saw it recently. But yeah, not getting actually much with the old Cami Chin. I don't know about you guys. Cami? Giving it a few yeah, We've named it the Cami Chin. What does mm. Cami spell? Oh, wait, thanks. That was very nice you've carried that on. It's a bit <laughs> on my CV now. So yeah. I'll give it, Matt. The remember chin. the swell. Remember the swell. Release the aromas from the Oh, beer. no. Well, I, I, I obviously know that. I, I do swell... I mean, even my own beers, even with a simple Budweiser, I tend to swell now like a massive pretentious dickhead. But so I get um, I get a lot of toffee on the nose. Cammy's shutting us down completely. Yeah. There, just bringing us back like we're children. Yeah, no toffee is there. That's great. Toffee, oh, okay. kind of caramel, you know, that kind of nice sweet flavour to the beer. I'd be interested. You two, a lot more bitterness than triple hazy. I'm expecting a lot of bitterness from this. Yeah, I haven't actually sipped yeah. it yet. But I was going to do the um, does it do what it says on the tin? And oh, um, yeah. so I've jumped yeah. the stage. Uh, well, you ready? So can't get the I'll, um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say what I'll say what it says on the website, and you guys uh, judge for yourself. You ready? Immerse yourself to the star-spangled banner of big fruit, a Cadillac of chewy toffee malt roads. Already nailed it down there, coming down the interstate and accelerates hard into relentless bitterness with sniper bursts of apricot, mango and pine. This is DEFCON 1 of IPAs, an all-out bedrock patriot, hell-bent on global domination. Vote with your senses. Vote Mr. President. So I'll ask you, gentlemen, once again, does it do what it says on the tin? Yeah. So guys, does it do what it is? You know, I mean, you pretty much already said it, what it does on the tin, Cammy. High sense of sort of chewy toffee malt rolls which is great i mean you absolutely nailed that before you you know just for the cami chin but Thanks. i'm not i'm not getting the uh, apricot mango and pine i've just had a sip myself um i don't know about you guys definitely definitely no, I, pine. I, I sit right i don't know mm. what this fucking pine is matt that everyone keeps going on about and he yeah, said it there again they the just cut pine? the tree down and just shave just a couple ones on it yeah, is there a cheese like grater for pine or i reckon they just a few fucking, sprinkles yeah. in there just say it's got a fucking pine in it. it yeah, you ready? Really me and good. you, we'll just nod and we'll say yeah, pine. Okay, right, right ready? Okay, I'll, okay. I'll go first. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm so really getting pine, pine out of this. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Matt. The you took the pine. words right out oh, of my oh, mouth, Cammy. Jesus. Jesus. It's ridiculous. I, I drank that and I was like, pine. So... Pine forest? <laughs> it's a big tree. It's a big tree in a glass. There's your review, folks. Big tree in a um, glass. No, I think like you, Matt, I'm not getting the apricot stuff with what it says. What I am getting is just a sweet first bit. And then as it goes down, the aftertaste I'm left is quite bitter. Maybe, yeah, I don't, yeah that, that's predominantly what I'm getting. Cami obviously has a better taste palette and knows than us. Um, 
but for novices like you or I, that's that's all I can kind of pick out of this beer. For me as well, gents, I think um, comparing the two beers this evening, Mr. President's definitely much more my um, usual taste preference. I like that mm. big kind of pine pithy flavour at the back end of a beer. And I think it has a lot of those nice caramel malts, kind of toffee flavours that we've spoken about. And I think just more, yeah, probably something that I would probably go for more so. Sorry to interrupt, Cam. Uh, just on that, I was going to say, this is arguably my favourite Brewdog beer, I think. Uh, actually, I've never, never, yeah, never had it before, yeah. but that is that is really up my street. That's, I mean, thing. it's very bitter. I, do, I, don't I mean, it's a lot I'm, bitter. Yeah, it is. I don't know if I'm right in saying this, Cam, and I could be wrong, and we can cut this if I am wrong, because I look like an idiot, but yeah, it kind of, <laughs> kind of reminds me of kind of some West Coast IPAs. Am I right in that? It's got that sort of caramelly start and bitter finish, and I'm really into that. So maybe I'm right or wrong, but it reminds me slightly of a West Coast. No, it definitely, definitely has that much more kind of... It's leaning, in terms of coast, it's definitely leaning more towards the West, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think also as well, it just kind of... Maybe, I don't know, I'd be really interested to see what you two think and what the listeners kind of feel... There's so many kind of hazy pale ales and IPAs nowadays that that kind of, I wonder if we'll kind of go back towards a few years back. Do you remember we kind of had that race towards like bitterness where everything was ramped up? I think something like, I think it was McKellar or Brewdog did a beer that was something like a thousand IBU, which as we know when we talked previously, like you can only sense things. I think it was um, something like a hundred IBU is what we can only taste. So I think we might come round to, this year seems to be really big into lager pilsers and west coasts. So I think we might see a lot more of these flavors that we find in Mr. President yeah. this year, guys. That would be my yeah. top tip for beer. Top tip, Cammy's top, Cammy's top, top tips. tips. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, okay, here's again. I asked it the last beer, I'll ask it again on this one. Matthew, come to you first. Where do you see? No, I asked you first last time, didn't I? No, I didn't. I didn't, Matthew. Uh, I'll ask you first. Where do you see yourself drinking this and what do you see yourself eating alongside it? Uh, just before I say that, real stand-up professionalism from you there, Owen. Really, really know your stuff. Just I just like... carried on. Just carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you did really yeah, well. Just, okay. Just, um, <laughs> we're going to cut yeah. this and then people are going to know what we're talking about here. So. <laughs> um, where would I see myself drinking this? This I feel like it's a definite pub drink. Definite pub drink. Mm -hmm. It's got that bitterness to it. Any anytime I go to the pub, I know I tend to get a nice beer with uh, a bit of bitterness to it. Food pairing wise, I really only had burgers. Out my mouth. I'm drinking this and I'm thinking this needs burgers. a burger. Yeah. Burger with this. This goes yeah. well with a burger. Nice slider. Nice plate yeah. of sliders, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of where I see myself drinking it. It's um, you know, it's a very I don't know where I, I maybe I'm high or something, but it looks Although it's brown, it looks very ready. It's got like that Almost amber hue, like an isn't amber, it? Amber, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very. Oh yeah, it's my very god! Did you, did you hear? I said amber before Cami, and Cami said it after. I am like an expert the now. Apprentice has become the master. <laughs> Anakin, I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you underestimate my power. <laughs> Cami, same question to you, man. I yeah. think. Uh, I think sitting round on big lever-bound chairs round a fire, eating some tacos, I would think this year. 
Echoes Is this another shout out to your bar <laughs> from season one? <laughs> because I can't, you know, when I peaked, Matt, I need to refer Continuity. back to that episode yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Same question as I had for you for the first one, guys. Yummy scale. I went to Matthew Smith first last time. I'll go to Cam. No, I went to Cammy first last time. I'm going to go to Matthew Smith. Matthew Smith, why are you giving it on the yummy scale? Just want to say. You are nailing this, Owen. You are nailing it. Keep doing what you're doing, all right? Um, Thanks a lot. Yummy scale. <laughs> you know what? I would give this a average. Um, I just think the percentage of it is a tad too much for me. Uh, maybe it's because we've had the, ha- the triple hazy before, but the average for me. See, I find, I find though, it's interesting you say about the percentage. I find that a lot more palatable than I did the triple ways. I don't get so much of the alcohol come through on that for me. Don't know about you, Cammy. I can see you nodding in agreement, so I'm trying to get you in as quickly as possible. (laughs) I I just feel um, a great skill set. I think you two have alluded to this previously. I think if you can... Disguise your alcohol content in a beer. That's a real skill set. I know it's really dangerous because you think you're drinking like a session beer, but I feel Mr. President does a great job of, um, as yeah. one quite rightly says, of disguising that hop and kind of alcohol burn. Yeah, exactly. So if you gave that, yeah, honestly, if you gave that to me and you said that's a 5 or 6% beer, I'd go, yeah, okay. I wouldn't think it twice about that. And I yeah. think... I agree, like, yeah. that. I agree with that. It has a great... I mean, to paraphrase the pintability, the hideability scale of Ooh, uh, like yeah, craze for the haze. Yeah, it has a real good hideability <laughs> for the for the alcohol, which I guess, I guess as all Brits, we're all like, yeah, just give me things that don't taste so shit and gets me pissed as fast as possible. <laughs> as much as we all want to say, I'm in it That's for the flavour. Things get me pissed quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess no. a question I'm really interested to you both is that are you still very much of the mantra that like you would go for pint over any other four? So would you lean towards more pints than two thirds or a third still? Would you say uh, no, no. We we had this discussion I think with the Polys, and I said it would be perfect in the schooner. Schooner, yeah. yeah I'm big yeah, big fan of the schooner. The schooner. They say you know it just seems like a better formality, and I feel like you know. When we went to the hanging bat, stop laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, when we went to the right. hanging bat. Last time we went to the hanging bat, that they weren't in pints, they were in schooners, right? Mm. Stuff like that. It's um it gives you more of a tasting variety. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I, I think uh Cam, like I I'd I'd go for a schooner. I, I love a pint, but if you offer I think things belong in different things. I think that some <laughs> So, no, no wiser words have ever been said or things belong in things <laughs> it came out the philosopher that is Owen Frost in my head I was like I'm about to drop some knowledge <laughs> Owen Frost will now read things deserve to be in things <laughs> no but okay right so some drinks to me like, that have made it that have made it oh my god <laughs> things belong in things wow Matt should we get a tattoo of that <laughs> I want that tattooed on my forehead it's oh. fantastic sorry carry on Carry on. Uh, I, well right I'll try and wrap this up quickly 
Some some <laughs> drinks work better in a pint. Some drinks work better in a schooner. I.e., things belonging things. Okay, so no, that's it. Right, I'm going to give my yummy scale rating so we can move on quickly. Um, I'm going to give this yummy. Don't know about you, Cami. We we can yummy as well for me. Yeah, yummy. Right, I think that's it done. Nothing more to discuss yep. there, is there? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> no, right. Well, I'm looking right. forward to giving you my... Well, I say looking forward. I'm a bit afraid of yeah. giving you my Valentine's Day bar. I've put in a lot of, a lot of effort today. Spent at least mm. 40 minutes. So let's see what you think. Right, Valentine's Day. Love is upon us. <laughs> Owen Frost, I believe for the first time in record history of this podcast, you have done the most research. Owen Frost, guest of and co-host of Anyone But Chester. We are the builders of this bar. Yeah. Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. God, it. I'm, we are I'm the in. builders of this bar. All right. You you dream it, we'll do it. You want a nice Valentine's Day themed bar for lovers or anything. Yep. I don't know. Okay. So tell us your idea. Let's start with the first question. Easy question. What is the theme of this bar? Valentine's Day. Should have seen that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've absolutely done us there. That was a curveball. Yeah. 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 No, Don't so really know where to go from that. <laughs> yeah, so it's Valentine's Day. And that was uh, the podcast, Anyone But Chester. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> um, no, so again, I think we spoke about before recording this, it's quite difficult to do a Valentine's Day bar because it's something that you kind of just go to a bar for and they kind of change the atmosphere a little bit for it. So it's quite difficult. I, I had a couple of ideas that I ran through um, and I think, have, as we've discussed, you guys are kind of going to act like Matt and I usually do with other guests, but I'd love this to become a group bar now, something that we could all add to. And if you think it's absolutely shocking and shit, you can tear me apart, but I will resist at every point that you do. I, I probably speak for most of the audience. That's probably what we're going to do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair up. enough. Fair enough. I okay. leave this podcast a different man. <laughs> yeah. I'll just get my red pen and then yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get cracking. So I think for me, the first thing that I thought about when I came up with a Valentine's Day bar, and I kind of compromised with myself because it is stupid. I started talking or thinking logistically, but I wanted this to be a place where, for me, Valentine's Day isn't about guys that are in relationships. It's about people that are looking for love and looking to get into a relationship and finding love i think it's a great celebration of love but valentine's day for me is finding love so i kind of teetered on the idea of making this bar and the quirky bit of it being that the only people allowed in there would be people on blind dates you're only gonna be allowed in here if you're on a blind date because for me this is a one day only bar we set up you're just allowed in here if you if you see I have a big question for you here. Okay. Have you seen the Channel 4 programme, First Dates? Yes, and this is what Becky said to me. <laughs> Becky said this to me. <laughs> yeah, Becky well, said and and no, the second amendment, or second part of this question, were you watching this programme? No, as, we, this as, as you know, 
we might have been watching as a group a lot of Married at First Sight, and that might have been in my mindset when I yeah. made this bar. Just just but, for the listener, Married at First Sight Australia, if you haven't watched it already, please go and watch it. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable trash TV. Sorry, carry on. But yeah, so 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 look, we're going for a Valentine's Day thing. I didn't want to make it... So 50-50 was my thing, but I definitely wanted to encourage blind dates there. All right, so that, my, that, my main concern is, would you go on a blind date on Valentine's Day? Why not? Why not? Everyone else, like, yeah. why not? Yeah, why not? Because I think that's a day that you kind of feel pretty shitty, especially if you're looking for a relationship. And I think that bar empowers you to go out and find stuff because you know that I'm not going to give the name of the bar away yet. If you go there, there's going to be people sort of like you that are looking for love. That was so hard for Owen not to say the name of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> that pub, oh, don't say it yet, don't say it yet. He would have shouted us to bleep the name out if it had spoiled it. So, Owen, so is, this, me, is this the kind of pub, is, so the idea is that you would kind of know your pub is basically the place where you go for a blind date on Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I almost think if you, if you're talking about a ridiculous, this is where I have definitely been watching too much Married at First Sight Australia. I was I thinking, I was like, on. I was like, you, you don't sponsor us, by the way. They should. They should. Yeah. Should, um, I was thinking you could fill out a form, and you could do a personality form, and then someone would be there and compare you, like the experts do. Cammy's absolutely lost it at that. Cammy's, but that's what I thought. So, you, but but part of me, part of me likes the this idea. This is just the of, first dates Channel Four no, program. No, but, no, but genuinely, I'm watching that. Channel Four and no, first I've dates retracted are on. on that. I've retracted on that. No, you haven't. Going, no, I said that's something i was thinking about but i reckon it's just a blind date you turn up and you have a blind date and this is because That's and you'll see no no because they, they're fucking matched don't fucking sass me just because i'm on here and you can sass me and not one of their guests right but matt so, you can imagine owen and, and becky just sitting and owen's like sitting there with his pad of paper like this, this first date show is, is on to something <laughs> this like, is i might steal this for this valentine's bar malarkey <laughs> All right, I'm sorry I'm the only one that's come up with a Valentine's Day bar. Sorry, lads. Has anyone else come up with one? No, so... I'm busy, right. sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, carry on. No, 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 right, right, so sorry. you've got your first date's restaurant. Sorry, bar. Um, <laughs> carry on. Do you have Not sort like of a French... Of yeah, do you have a French uh, person at the front who greets everyone? No, so, so, so to me, I would have it... Because, again, I would have it. You turn up and you have no idea who you're going to go on a date with. It could be anyone. You just turn up. Another, I, I'm kind of getting a bit ahead of myself and I'm going for quirky elements. But another thing I would insist on, you go here, you have to part with your phone. You put your phone in a that's bucket, a shout. yeah, um, like at the front, and then that's, that's it. You, you get it back at the end of the night. Mm, because yeah, again, shout. to me, this is all about sort of human interaction. That's the only thing you guys are going to agree with me mm. on. Um, yeah, the phone bucket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about is that, and what I think plays in quite well to, it's, it's almost the theme of the bar. It's not the aesthetics. It's going to be about taking risks. You're willing to sort of take a risk on what sort of night and who you could meet. And that is kind of filtered through to the rest of the bar, which I will show to you later if you sort of, if you're still listening to me at that point. So the theme is danger. 
Well, it's uh, the theme is putting yourself outside of your the comfort zone. Theme is danger. Zone. The theme no, is danger. Kemi, stop laughing so much at what he's saying because it's not that funny, right? He's not a funny man. You've eloquently put the word danger. So the theme is danger. I love, I love how you're promoting this bar. Is like, do you know what you need on Valentine's Day? Danger in your life. Fear <laughs> and danger. Yeah. And we're going to take your phone <laughs> so you can't I'm sleep. Your I'm going to know where you are. <laughs> That's the risk of Valentine's Day bar. So the theme of the bar is that whole kind of risk taking. Especially on a first day and on yeah. Valentine's Day. I think that's probably the riskiest day of all. Exactly. Day, other than Christmas yeah. Eve. I think Christmas Ooh, Eve that's the, and yeah. Valentine's Day are the riskiest days to go on the first date. I wouldn't go I don't on know, maybe that's just my Christmas opinion. Christmas Eve, though. Who's going on a well, date that's my on point. Christmas Who Eve? Who is going on a first If anyone has, Madeline, anyone but Chester Hotmail.com, I still say madman. Dangerous. Yeah, I mean, Mm, very dangerous. dangerous. I feel like I'm now just on a monologue here. So I'll just keep on going. And I'll tell tell you about the the structure that we kind of have. Yeah, what's what's the size? So the size is, it's going to be large, but the upstairs is fairly smallish. A normal size bar. But downstairs is going to be massive. And I'm going to save what downstairs is until later. But downstairs will be quite big. Um, upstairs will be a normal sort of medium-ish size bar. It will just be two sort of tables will be just two seaters. There'll be nothing more. I'm going for, in, and if you can imagine this, it will kind of be industrial, but kind of, uh, this sounds so stupid in my head when I say it, but kind of jungly as well. So I'm going to have a lot of plants around the place. I'm going to have bare brick walls, I'll have uh, filament lights hanging down, really sort of dark atmosphere, but with, as I say, I, I don't know, a lot of plants around. But if you can imagine, the bar will be bare brick wall with lighting behind the spirit bottles, illuminating the bottles, surrounded by sort of, sort of some vines going around the place type of thing. Um, Cammy's nodding his head like he understands what I mean. Matt is just drinking like he has. So, to be honest, it sounds very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling like once again, your bars have a common theme: fire danger. hazards. Yeah, oh. fire hazards and danger. That 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 can be that can kind of be your um, opinion. But anyway, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm not letting you ask me questions <laughs> about this bar. So I hand it over to you. Man, did you see how confident he was there? Oh, he yeah, he's big, big, big confidence. Yeah. He, he, he's got, yeah, he thinks he's going to get a good uh, investment of this first date bar. Okay, people are on first dates. So is it just small tables? Yeah, small tables. Small tables? If you'd listen, Matthew Smith. No, no, no. Uh, see, you, never, so you never spoke about downstairs. Oh, uh, see, downstairs. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. No, downstairs can wait. I'm building it up and it's right, going no, to be an absolute letdown. But it's <laughs> okay. downstairs, I all can't right. tell you about so, yet. Upstairs is uh, up in flames because of all the exposed wires and bulbs and yeah. the foliage <laughs> of leaves. Um, so we've got a massive ball of flames at the top level. What what sort of ambience other than danger and flames are you looking for in this first date? Yeah, I'm just looking for something that is a vibrant atmosphere. I want people to go in there and I don't want people to, as I say, I've got this kind of cosy atmosphere, but I don't want mm. I don't want people to fall asleep. I want people to be excited <laughs> in there. 
I want people to, again, you're on a first date, you've not seen these yeah. people before. I think the music behind it would be sort of some quite up, sort of, it'd be jazzy, but it'd be upbeat jazz. So that you're not going to sort of lull, yeah, upbeat sort of jazz. So, um, so you want that sort of sexy vibe, don't you? You want yeah, that sexy, sexy vibe, vibe want on a exactly. first date. I want that sexy I don't, vibe. Yeah. So Stop how, laughing. How do you, how do you elude or how do you get that sexy vibe? Do you so, know what spells sexy vibe to me? Velvet walls. No, no, I've no velvet. Oh, walls. No, you wanted, you wanted your club, you wanted your pub. We've lost Cammy at this point. You wanted, <laughs> you wanted your pub to be a strip club at the Christmas special. So I'm not going to follow anything you say. Velvet walls aren't going anywhere. Strip club near for it. half an hour. I mean, but so, you know what? You, what eludes sexiness is velvet, and do you know I what spells for sexiness is velvet walls. <laughs> What's what is your obsession with velvet walls? Velvet, I in my opinion, is one of the sexiest materials. In, in my opinion, I'm genuinely. I'm not saying this for comedic effect. I genuinely believe that if we you're trying to get someone hot, if you're trying to get someone hot, right? And I mean like as right. in like. What just uh, hot. do you have a bit of velvet in your pocket that you pull out for them a little, and you're like I have a little touch of this. Just like what? Right, right, if you let me get my slippers, they're they're lined with. Oh, so so so, so generally, so oh, I don't even yeah, want to say. Hang on. He's walked away. He's actually gone to get this velvet. <laughs> so the slippers are downstairs, but the sexiest material for me in the world is velvet. Tell me I'm wrong, it, mate. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not gonna, that's what no, I want no, on the walls is pure sleazy. velvet for people it's to touch. It's a bit sleazy. I think that's a bit sleazy. sleazy. Yeah, I think that's sleazy. I think velvet walls are sleazy. You're sleazy. No, you're sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, right, coming in. What, so, you're coating the walls, obviously, with these fire hazard lamps. No, so, and, so, so and, kind and of industrial, an industrial theme. Like as a I've brick. Said. Yeah, brick. There's wood, nothing sexy about a brick. Metal. I'm not getting no, hot about a brick. No, but but it's I want the, the surround. If you're talking about sexy surroundings, I'm talking. I'm not velvet. going for surroundings. Velvet. The surroundings aren't providing. You're trying sexy. to get these people hot. These people yes, are on a the first date. They need people, to be hot. These people are going to get hot. They need to be hot. Not from a fucking brick. No one's been hot no, from a brick. Cammy's actually, no, Cammy's on the floor. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, they, right. They will be, they will get hot, but not from around them. They'll go, oh, this is a really cool, chic place, comfortable place. They're not going to go, oh my God, I'm inside fucking, oh, do you know what? I forgot his fucking name. The Playboy Mansions guys, Hugh dude. Hugh Hefner. I'm not inside Hugh Hefner's fucking house. That's the thing. That's, do you I know don't what his that. house was? Full of velvet. Right. Yeah, exactly. And what, they didn't go wrong. Yeah, what, they didn't go because wrong. Because he's an eighty-year-old man with lots of money. That's the kind of atmosphere you want to set in this bar. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. No, so so the sexiness of it is it's just looking at Cammy. The sexiness. <laughs> Matt, that is genuinely a great line. There's nothing sexy about exposed wood. <laughs> there isn't though. There's nothing sexy about exposed brick. No, I'm not no. getting so, someone hot. So what we're going to go for sexy man, on? Been to be in queue. What we're going <laughs> to? <laughs> okay, Owen. Right. So, what is the ambience of this bar? The ambience of this bar for me, and what I was trying to argue, makes the bar sexy, 
is that I do want a relaxed atmosphere, but I want a kind of risky atmosphere as well. I want a fun atmosphere. I think fun's the better atmosphere I'm going mm. for. So it'll be a fun, yeah. upbeat sort of thing. And I think the way I'm going to do this and what I've had throughout, and I don't know, I, I'm kind of leaning on you guys here to rather than I'm looking at Matthew Smith here, Cammy, rather than demolish my bar, help come up with some ideas for it, is that I've got, as I've said, you've, the whole idea about Valentine's Day in this bar is you're taking a risk, you're going on a blind date, but I want, when you get onto this date, and this transcends to all my food, my free food pairings and everything, is that you're kind of taking a risk. So that um, I give you these cards that kind of help prompt your night. So I'll give you an example about my food. Let's say food. You have either got for your free option, you can play a card. So you both get sets of cards when you go in and you know you're going to get some free food. And one of the free foods, if you decide to play, would be, and I know this is ridiculous because we're talking about food, but one of the foods would be chocolate strawberries. But the other food would be pickled onions. Like that whole trying to expose yourself and have stuff that is isn't maybe pleasant on a date to eat. So your paid food, I said you could have, I couldn't come up with a better thing for paid food, but one is oysters, so an aphrodisiac, mm -hmm. and the other, Sexual. what yeah. is the worst, yeah, what is the worst date food? Fucking ribs. So, ribs. I mean, I'd rather yeah. pay for the ribs, yeah. but but I'd rather, I'd rather be eating the ribs, but you're on a first date and you've got to chow down some ribs in front of someone. Mm. So maybe these sort of risk cards that make you do certain things, nothing outrageous, but it adds to that sort of fun atmosphere of a first date that you know you're going to do some fun yeah. stuff there. Like I get, those, get up. Yeah. One of the cards could be like get up and sing a song. Oh, so we're talking know, karaoke so here. Well, no, karaoke. no, but I, you know, that sort of that sort of vein, you know, putting yeah. you out your comfort yeah, zone, yeah, that yeah, sort okay. of thing. I guess everyone's sort of in the same boat. So I guess that probably would resonate with a lot of people. So I actually appreciate this because sometimes the, uh, the worst card is the best thing to bring you and your date together. Yeah, and exactly. um, I mean, I've ate, I've eaten ribs before and I turned myself off. I'm sure if I looked in a mirror whilst <laughs> looking, eating ribs, there'd be nothing more I was sickened by than myself eating ribs. So, so, you know, I'm hanging that. out of yeah. you. <laughs> I, I'm going to put it out there. There's nothing worse than watching someone eat an oyster. It is... No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I was just kind of go because I ever, know... You ever, has any, uh, Cammy and Owen, have you ever had an oyster? Never had an oyster. Oh, I can't bring myself yeah. to. Can't it's like, imagine to. having a teaspoon of salt... And then having that thrown in your face whilst your mouth yeah, is but, open. But people fucking and love it. And then being punched in the face. That's the equivalent. People, anything, people put That's what you want from the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People, I want to be punched in the face. Let's <laughs> go with it. I'm not saying that it's karaoke, but get up and do a song, get up and do that. It's something that puts you out of your comfort zone that kind of, as you say, risks bring people together and things that make you uncomfortable in a really fun, friendly environment mm. bring people together where there's no judgment on it and yeah. i think that's the atmosphere i want to create is that there's no judgment i don't know i think, what, what, I think what, duets, I, duets with karaoke would be good best best karaoke songs guys i don't know it's tough if this it's makes so a car not it's, 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 <laughs> so, it's so it's so tough and sorry cam i know i know i'm now not giving you much time or chance to chat 
but I'll let you into my downstairs area now where I had it, a little thing. But you can't <laughs> <it's good. laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> well, it is Valentine's Day after all. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta take a risk at this pub, so why not? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. Also, I also love the fact that right now we're really well. I know I'm not giving you much time to chat, Cammy, but let's get to my downstairs area now. <laughs> Now let's get down to what we all wanted to is Owen Frost show in his downstairs area. So Cammy, so Frost, why don't you show Cammy your downstairs area? Right. Okay. So my, so it was, it was trying to, it was trying to come in with a whole music element of it and what you could sing type thing. So the, so the downstairs of my bar would be and I when I was thinking about this um I was thinking again I was like oh I'd have a pole uh, like a cool sexy swimming pool but I thought that could be really quite seedy so I mm. thought of something that I don't know I just I think I'd have a lot of fun in um and I think it's a bit of fun and I'd have a massive area for it and I think it breaks up the date a little bit is a huge ball pit so it's like a swimming pole, yeah. but you go in and there's a ball pit and in the ball pit, you've got a jukebox and you can go down there and you can play your favorite songs. So one of the questions would be, would be go downstairs and play your favorite song. So what, sorry, mate. So yeah. is it in the ball pit? There's a, just a jukebox. No, no, no. So the jukebox would be on the side and then you put that on. And I was thinking downstairs could be get a bit in the ball pit. Yeah, then you get in the right. ball pit and it'd be a bit oh, more yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's but if it's going really bad, you can just lob some shit at a person you're never gonna see again. Like shit that like you can just chunk stuff. So Well there you have it, folks. Recommendations by Owen Frost on a first date. If it's going really bad, just lob shit at him. So I don't I don't know. It was, it was it was trying to come up with something a little bit different and a little bit of fun. And I thought so maybe you could go down with that karaoke theme. Do both people on the date go down and then it's like a race to the jukebox to then whoever gets to it first play their song? That's a good one. I mm, quite like that. The yeah. Race, yeah. Race See, I, like like problem, that. I have a real problem with this series. So if my date had requested the song before me and it was a mm -hmm. shite song. I'd, I'd be gone. The thing, the thing is, though, Matt, is this idea is that, like, say, if, if you're the gentleman in this case, or or anybody on a date, you go, you you pick, and then you go, wait a minute, I'm not feeling this. You could then have the chance to steal the song and then bring your night back round to where you want it to be. That's I like the race element. I think it gives you a chance then to, like Matt's saying, if someone's picked a bad song, you get the chance to win it back. Mm. I'd yeah. want it so you could go, you could get lost in the ball. Pit, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I told you there was a place you could go where there's a massive ball pit and we could go play, and you'd be in that ball pit. Well, there are places in Shoreditch for that. Oh, oh fuck, there are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've but never they been. haven't got the first date element, so it's no, fun. they haven't. Yeah, so right, um, sorry, so fuck those guys, question. and they haven't got a jukebox. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> um, so if you have served one beer, 
So I'm going for the, it's not going to be a popular beer, I can imagine, but just that Valentine's Day feel and a bit of fun and something a bit different, a cherry beer. It's really sweet. It's really, Cammy's looking at me like he wants to punch me in the face. But yeah, cherry beer, it has that red sort of, sort of appeal, aesthetic. And it is different. It's not something you're going to get in everyday places. And I have had a cherry beer or two in my time and they are bloody lovely. It's quite a quite a popular style in Belgium, isn't it? Is it not Tiramins or or, or something like that? There's a really popular Belgian cherry beer. Yeah, I, I had it when I um I went to Belgium to see some friends a couple of years ago, and I was in Antwerp for a day on my own, and I just went into a pub, and I kind of walked. I, I said, right, I'll just just give me one of everything, and I sat reading a book on this square, and it was one of the best days ever because I just got drunk in this pub reading a book on my own. And it was a beautiful square in Antwerp, middle of Antwerp. And he brought me over a cherry beer. And I thought, oh my God, this is the, this is just, it just fit this kind of the aesthetic and the vibe of the place. It was relaxed. It was just, yeah, a, a really nice cherry beer. That's what I'd go for. All right, mate. Cherry beer sounds actually quite enticing. So if you're going to think about a wine. Wine. So I've gone a bit different. I don't know if this is different, but Prosecco. You're on a first date, Ooh. Prosecco champagne. Just going out there straight away. I think there's nothing funner than popping a bottle of Prosecco or champagne and stuff like that. I think everyone, even if you dislike wine, people, a lot of people still drink that stuff. Kind of that first date, Valentine's yeah. Day drink, isn't it? And the, again, the, the a bit Prosecco. a bit of fun. Imagine you've just met someone for the first time. You're in this kind of really weird, awkward, because it is slightly awkward. It is awkward, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, like let's pop a let's pop a, bu- a bottle of bubbly yeah, yeah. although i do <laughs> consider it it's just had a headache in a glass prosecco what are we talking for cocktails a valentine's day cocktail i think you're gonna like this one matthew okay. smith cammy i'm not sure about yourself but it's not so much of a cocktail cocktail but i was thinking strawberry daiquiri Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's just so good, aren't they? Oh. Yeah, they're so much. They're so good. Okay, so I don't know how you feel about. Oh. They're genuinely an un- unbelievable pick. They're kind of they're, they're different. They've yeah. got that red. If you again, if you're playing into Valentine's Day, which I think mm. we kind of are, it's got that red appeal to it as well. Yeah. Your, your whole thing, though, right, is to basically be a place where people just are really relaxed and kind of just uh, enjoying themselves. That's the whole idea. Yeah, 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 totally. And, and again, that risk, I, I kind of want a fun atmosphere, a fun kind of, you, you are taking a risk, but it's in a safe, I don't want to say safe environment, but it is that. We've, I mean, we've settled on amusements. Are there any more amusements you want to settle on? Obviously, we've got a massive ball pit yeah, I you don't can know. Throw don't... at your date if it's going badly. Yeah, but um, then it can be. A... I, have a, I have something if you would like in addition to Owen's pub. Mm, mm. Please do, yeah. So you know, around Valentine's Day, we have the whole imagery of Cupid, the love angel, isn't it? Is that not correct? Alongside your ball pit is an archery section shooting love arrows at the target. 
see i quite i quite like that and i my original downstairs area was and it's not to sort of but it was going to be like um no 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 it's going to be like a bowling oh fucking hell i've said it again <laughs> but but the bars downstairs area the bars downstairs area was gonna be um, like bowling alleys, stuff like that. And I thought, oh, that's a little bit too arcadey. But no, I think if you had the ball pit and then some something else and other activities, so shooting love, heart arrows. You, you get- to add, add to your risky factor, Owen, if you get a is it a bullseye? No, a ten, isn't it? On a on a on a archery board, then that's like a good. I don't know. I don't know where this is going, but like ten. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Cammy's a big Well done. Yeah. yeah so Cammy, Cammy's well, recommendation is, yeah, is if yeah. they fire this live arrow into a 10, they'll get a thumbs up from one yeah, of the Cammy, Cammy comes well Yeah, yeah. Or well Cammy's done. on the screen yeah. and just comes on thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of... The right. Sorry, that, that idea crashed. That crash and burned that idea. I'm really sorry. No, 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 no. no. I like it. I like, I like, it. It. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Anything like to it. potentially maim your first date and a funny story. At the Again, end, if you don't like yeah. them, you can say it's an accident, can't you? And then, exactly. then yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. As a we're story, not you, know, you know, hey, oh, the kids are asking in a few years time. Oh, how did you mum, mum and dad meet? Oh, I shot your mum in the thigh. <laughs> 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 and then I slapped her with a couple of balls in the ball pit <laughs> to Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses, which she selected. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, it's got a lot of quirks in itself. Are we talking yeah. any specific quirks in this bar? I no, I, th- I think I said the biggest quirk is the risk aspect to it. You know you're going to go yeah. there. Yeah, you're going to be put outside your comfort zone slightly. Mm. Again, you, I, a part of me thinks you could. It's almost optional to do this risque sort of card game thing where you do stuff. But the other part of me thinks, no, you go there. It's going to be all about yeah. risks, all about fun. Start, I don't know what starting you to turn into a swingers party if you uh, start doing the sexy cards. But boy, why have I said? When have I said sexy cards? It's not sexy cards. It's just like I just assume these cards would be sexual. I feel like everything in this bar. Should be sexually charged. You want to get these people hot. You want to get no, them going. You, no, you want this whole bar to, is an aphrodisiac. No, you want no? people to make the love of their life. Surely, not just to nah, go. You there want for to get these people hot. And if it works <laughs> yeah. out, it works out. But you want to get these people hot. <laughs> that really is a swingers bar, then, isn't it? No, I'm not asking them the fuck like different <laughs> you know tables. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you want to get these people hot. You want to be the the middleman. The lubrication, if you will, between I never the two people. Two people. You I wanna, if I had a bar, if I had a review on Yelp that said this bar was the lubrication between me and my partner, I'd probably go and crying because <laughs> I was that happy. No, that's not for me. But um, I see where you're coming from. I see where okay. you're coming from. Do you know? Do you know what's missing in this bar? I find to really get everyone sort of feeling feeling the love is live reenactments of the greatest love story ever oh, told. Fuck off. Fuck. Which we're is, gonna have an argument now. No, we're gonna have, if you bring the, this up, if you bring this up, I'm, I know I'm shouting. I know where I'm shouting, but I will have a fucking argument with you here. Which is the can I speak? Yeah, which is can... the film Love Actually 
So reenactments by actors. So you're giving jobs out for actors that are our work to live reenactments of different scenes in Love Actually to spark that, that love between everyone. And isn't that what Valentine's Day is all about? Surely Love Actually is a Valentine's Day movie along with a Christmas movie. Doubles up his book. Feel, yeah, I feel like that's what's missing. That's the only key element that's missing out of this bar is that people reenact, reenacting out of one of the greatest love movies of our lifetime. Do you know what the worst part is? You've got you've 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 actually won because I'm actually angry. You've you've accomplished your goal because you've made me angry. I have refused. No, no, I've had so much fucking shit come my way about you don't like love actually, you're a monster, you're this, you're that. No, fuck this. No, love actually is nothing near me. Now I'm not having it anywhere near the bar. That you would think that I would want such a shocking film that should be just removed from all human existence because it is the complete opposite of what love actually is. It is actually a more apt for it, a more apt name for it should be love disactually or some shit like that. Because I am sorry, I have been over this so many times before, but I will go over it again once a di- once again. Cammy looks like he's absolutely lost. You look like you're absolutely lost, but you have driven me to this. A man goes to America. All of a sudden, he's having threesomes. That is absolutely ridiculous. Your accent doesn't do that awesome. to you. Martin Freeman and Thingy from Gavin and Stacey, they meet on a porn set. They're meant to be having some sort of porno relation. Porn, right. Well, it is porn. It is porn. porn. I'm sure they... What, what is porn. it then? What is it's, it? It's um, them to act... Yeah, it's um, actual actors, okay. Hollywood actors, but they're, they're stunt doubles. So they're doing okay. the sort okay. of okay. light they're testing. Okay, but they're still, okay, but they're still doing porn. They're, they're still not doing porn. They're okay, not banging each other. Banging. They're actually no, not physically banging each bang other. It, but they're pretending yeah. to bang each other. They're That's not porn then. To bang each other. No. Okay, right. Okay, you're fair there, but they're still pretending to bang <laughs> each other. Then you've got a man that has never spoken to someone in his life and they jump in a lake and all of a sudden they're in love. Then you have a prime minister affords a scandal of getting involved with one of his staff, which would just be seen as an abuse of power and position. Wasn't one so of his staff at the end, but all right. But that is absolutely ridiculous. Then you have a, uh, Liam Neeson encouraging his six or seven-year-old son to pursue Step a girl son. that lives in America that he's yeah. never going to see and is absolutely ridiculous. But she returns home in the, the end. Bit but yeah, that fine. gets me the most is the bit where the best mate, fucking Rick Grime, or whatever his name is, goes after... Andrew Lincoln, yeah. Andrew Lincoln goes after thingy my bob Kieran Knightley. Kieran Knightley, yeah. Yeah. And that is... Greatest scene of no, all time. No, no, it's I, I think the rest Oscar of it, whatever. <laughs> no, no, it's not Oscar worthy. It's, it's bullshit. And I am not having that filth touch my bar. So, no, Matthew Smith, love actually is not going into the bar. I just thought it would be a nice thing to get the people hot. All right. I thought this was the aim of the whole bar was to get the people hot. We had velvet walls, but apparently we stopped. At the Velvet Walls and Ulsters. That's fine. So let's ask you a definitive answer. Are there any quirky elements left in this bar? I don't think there are, Matthew Smith. No? Okay. Let's ask another question. Do you have a name for this bar? I do have a name for this bar. Now we bring it on to... I don't know how this episode's going to sound after I've gone off on that absolute rant and perhaps ruined the segment, but the name I would have for this bar 
is the courtship. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, respect to the name. Yeah, you thought uh, about that. I bet I you feel good about that, didn't you? I bet <laughs> yeah. you said that to Becky and she nodded and you went, yeah. <laughs> I've nailed it there. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the courtship, that's what I'd have. So it opens once a day on Valentine's Day. I like it. You put some good thought into that. There could be more velvet incorporated into it, but other than that, it's a sexy bar. It's a sexy, sexy bar. Cameron, do you have anything to add? I think you've summed up everything beautifully, Matt, this evening. Oh, and mm. tremendous work. I mm. think it would be a really successful bar. And I think you would Thank lead you. Uh, with the love of your life. Thank you very much. The one day of the year that we're open, we are making an absolute killing, by the way. So mm, Yeah, you got yes. to. You got to, yeah, really. You got to. Okay, that, that so, element is really cool in the fact that once a year it's the place that you go to if you kind of want to go on a first date. That that's really niche. I can imagine that you're probably what well, you're sold out every year, like you can't get a table for you have to book weeks mm. in advance. I, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Cheers, Kame. But that okay. is my bar. That is my Valentine's Day. Bar. I like it, mate. It's a good idea. It's a good uh twist on a lot of things and um, if anyone's been intrigued by this episode first dates is normally on a thursday about 10 p.m <laughs> on uh, channel four so normally you would have that sort of same common theme so you're probably in the same ballpark so owen frost thank you so much for your bar of the thank courtship you. fantastic yeah, uh, thank fantastic. you Episode yeah, three. Yeah. Episode, well, Any, anything else you want, guys? Want this to put in episode three. We need to cut this because this won't be episode three. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it going to be episode three? Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. might be actually. Yeah, it might, might be, be episode yeah. three. Might be, yeah, yeah, it is episode three. Yeah, episode yeah sorry. Three, yeah, so yeah. say it again. Sorry, say it again. Sorry, right. Cammy, it's been a it's been an absolute pri- privilege of coming on and actually showing us up on the actual beer knowledge again. And absolutely, you know, we we adore you, we adore having you on on the podcast. Yeah, so uh, thank you yeah. everyone. Yeah, thank you everyone who's, who's listened. Please add, rate, subscribe, and all the podcast jargon. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Catch you next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode four, baby. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs>